Oh, fuck. I already finished the bottle? No. Did I? No. Did I? Is there a bottle over there? Uh, it's empty. Damn it! And the duck is laying over there. Ah! Let me open a new bottle first. Well, hello, and welcome to Bromancing the Stone, the podcast where myself, Renee Sanchez, and my good buddy, Max Lyon, what's up, watch Rob Cobbs, and then immediately talk into microphones and record our thoughts for your listening pleasure. How you doing tonight, Max? I'm good, buddy. How about you? Uh, you know, doing pretty damn well. Yep. <laughs> enjoying a Friday night, and if you think about that, everyone... And I know last episode was kind of the Valentine's Day episode because we reviewed Valentine's Day. But if you do the math, <laughs> today we're recording on the Friday before this comes out. Yes. So you know when we're recording. Today is Valentine's Day, folks. Yeah, at least when we're recording. Valentine's For you, yes. when you're listening to it, you know, it'll be. Yeah. We passed Valentine's Day and hopefully... Valentine's Day went well for you, whether you spent it with someone or you fucking watched it at home with some friends. Or you were all alone and you watched Robcoms or watched Robcoms with a buddy like we did. Pow. Damn right. You know. So yeah. Hope it was a good day for y'all. So with that, so I do actually have I have a Valentine's Day gift for you. The, okay. So I have not been informed of God or damn right. told. Check it out. Check it out. So I even got you a fucking Valentine's Day little card. <laughs> right so what's it say it, it does it's a red piece of construction paper for those listening that has nothing on the outside and it's folded neatly and evenly but in matching squares symmetrical cubes if you will and there's black writing on the inside and it says as follows When you realize you want to spend the rest of your night getting drunk with someone, you want the rest of your night to start as soon as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, of course, a reference to when Harry met Sally, what we've considered the goat rom-com of everything we've reviewed so far. And what did we just talk about before going on air? Uh, Just how... When Harry met Sally was... Oh, we just... Yeah, we talked about... I had re-listened to that episode yeah. earlier today yeah. just because uh, we'll listen to our own shit. We we don't care. We're vain. Like when when hey, fucking we re-listen to our episodes because they're fun and yeah. we enjoy doing. And this. when Kate Hudson in How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days was singing "You're So Vain," she wasn't talking to Ben. She was talking to us because we listen to our own podcast <laughs> and we like it. All right, that's what it is. That was a long way for that joke, but I fucking went all that also, way. Also, I thought it was you know a bromantic gesture. I appreciate it. But, you know what you can't get drunk without it? What, drink? Yeah. And what kind of drink do you have? I don't. I have water right now. What kind of drink do you normally have? Tequila. Well, that's the other part of the gift. What? Boom! No! What? Check it! Ooh, it's Milagro! Yup. Oh, Milagro. So Milagro is a very good tequila. I would say second best tequila on the market right now. And But the thing is, Milagro is priced in like that mid-level pricing range. Yeah, that's good. So... You're not buying a fifth for like 10 bucks like you would like in college with like the lowest right. of the low shelf. So this is like a solid like $25 bottle, but it's tasty. It's, 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 it's got $50 can, quality for $25. Yeah, you can sip on it. Yeah. so It's smooth. Uh, I'm a fan of this gift. Yeah? Thank you very you're much. Surprised? So, very surprised. Also, <clears throat> I didn't get you anything. Dude. You came up with the idea for this podcast. Ah, shit. And it does happen. We are 10th episode. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is that why Is that why you chose this movie? Oh, fuck. I didn't even realize that. 
That no! Would, that would have been a great reason, although we did How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days on the 7th episode. Yeah, but so that, I mean, still. You know. But still, damn, I didn't even know it. That's that's funny. That that's was, funny. That was... That's <gasps> funny. But yeah, so, I, as you can hear, I'm opening up this tequila. I don't even have a cup to pour it in right now, but... Good. You don't have to drink it, right? You want a cup? Sure. Yeah. Take one. Thanks. So, for our 10th episode now, we're back together with wine and tequila. Yeah! On a Valentine's Day night. Watch a rom-com. Yes, indeedy. Yes, indeedy. Cheers to that. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Let's so, do this. We watched 10 Things I Hate About You. We did. This was your choice, Max, but before we get into why you chose it and your first memories of it... Mm-hmm. Let's go over the stats of this movie. Let's so, do it. How to Lose a Guy in 10... Or, no. Nope. Uh, <laughs> the other 10 movie. Here's the drinking game for everyone. Uh, how Take many a times sip. we confuse this? Take a sip for every time we say How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days instead of 10 <laughs> Things I Hate About You. Oh, my God. So that's one. Oh, yeah, and that's I'm one. I'm sipping right yeah, now. I'm sipping. So, 10 Things I Hate About You is a 1999 American romantic comedy film directed by Gil Junger. It's a weird name. Yeah. Gil Junger. That's hard yeah. to say. I have a buddy, one of my good buddies from high school, who just had a kid, so congratulations to him if he ever listens to this. His name was Greg Jungworth. Wow. So same, like real close there. Gil close Junger. Close and equally weird and, and difficult. Greg Junger, yeah. yeah. G-Jung, as I, I would sometimes call him. Because um, we were on the tennis team together. Jesus. So. And then, yeah. Dude, Let's like, move on. Yeah. So. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. It's not that weird of a name. Directed by Gil Junger and starring Julia Stiles, Heath Ledger, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Larissa Olenek. Screenplay was written by Karen McCullough Lutz and Kirsten Smith. And it's a modernization of William Shakespeare's late 16th century comedy, The Taming of the Shrew, retold in the late 1990s American high school setting. Did you ever read The Taming of the Shrew? I didn't. I. Okay, yeah, well, I that doesn't make. That makes me feel better then, because you took a lot more Shakespearean classes than I did. I never yeah. even. Do you, like, remember it? I know. Being of it. a. Th- Okay, because I didn't yeah. remember that. I know of it, but I think I get that confused with The Tempest or something. Uh, I always confused it with Midsummer Night's Dream. Uh, that one I know. That one I know. And, and so Taming of the Shrew, for some reason, I thought they were the same? I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, but, yeah... Uh, the full list of actors after Larissa Olenek uh, goes to Larry Miller, and then Andrew Keegan, and then David Krumholtz, mm-hmm. and then Susan May Pratt. Who's that? I don't know, but they didn't have Gabrielle Union on there, which was a travesty. They didn't have Allison Janney, who her few scenes were fucking hilarious. Who's that? She's the, the principal. The principal? The one who was writing the novel. Oh, the guidance counselor? Or whatever. The, I thought she was a principal. She, she kind of plays that the de facto role. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. But no, I think it said guidance counselor on her. Um, oh, her nameplate. Um, I don't Yeah, yeah. She was fantastic. I loved her in it. Cat. Meow. <laughs> meow. <laughs> or no, no. She doesn't even meow. She just goes. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, that was that was pretty funny, and yeah. that actually was improv. Yeah. I liked that. Yeah, you could see you could see the improv in it yeah, when it was I just did like that. yeah, it was well done. Um, fun fact about Andrew Keegan: he started a cult. What? In 2014, he founded something that was considered an alternative religion. No, uh, it was called the Scientology. Cool and then uh, someone re- equated it to like a, the bad tattoo version of Hinduism. Whoa. <laughs> that's basically what this thing Does was. Does he still but believe it? He, uh, it was uh, disbanded in 2017. It, it got raided for uh, kombucha. What? Yeah. 
Wait, what? So if you have kombucha, if you don't, you have to get like a permit or like license to have kombucha. Yeah. And so like the Dr- Food and Drug Administration rated their religious thing because they had kombucha. That seems like a bullshit reason to raid something. Well, they didn't get the proper like licenses and everything for the permit. That hardly calls for a raid. They make kombucha sound like it's cocaine. Anyway, so yeah, his cult was raided in 2017. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> like we're we're burying the lead. We're we are. the guy who anyway. played Joey Donner, the rich motherfucker, started a cult. Jesus. So, okay. Well. Anyway, don't be rich. That's all according to Wikipedia, not me. Um, okay. And then, well, there's a tasty tidbit right there. Shit. Yeah. It was released March 31st of 1999. Uh, how long is the movie? Mm, I don't know. Two two hours and ten minutes? No. What? Too, way too long? Yeah. It felt long. It was 99 minutes. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It's 99 minutes. Holy hell. And they had to do some tricks to get it to 99 minutes. They, they didn't have a lot of story to tell in this one. Damn. Okay. Um, okay. The budget for the film was $16 million. Okay. How much did it make? 60 mil. Not a bad guess. Uh, $53.5 million. Nice. Okay, yeah. see, I'm, I'm one or the other every night. I'm either way <laughs> off with the, yeah. the duration or yeah. I'm way off with the budget. <laughs> So yeah, um, I, I mean, make it about three per, or three times what it invested. Can't be too mad at that. At the same time, I mean, movies were being seen at that time, so could have stood mm-hmm. to make a little bit more. But uh, yeah, hmm. well, it, and it was number two in the domestic box office when it opened, uh, behind The Matrix. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Yes. Wow. Okay, that's pretty cool. Number two in the box office. Yeah. And you're and you're behind the Matrix. Yep. Got it. It took me so many years to actually see that movie. I don't know how. What, the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't think I've seen it the whole way through. I don't think I've seen any of them actually. I I just never understood what the. I mean, I get that it was yeah, deep I and never, all, but uh, I, yeah. I, we're not, we didn't anyway, watch we the Matrix. That. We anyway. watched 10 Things I Hate About You. Well, you know, on a Valentine's Day with two guys, we've got to talk about a, you know, a manly movie once in a while, too. <laughs> you got to throw that in there. I mean, Come on. it's, I don't know. Whatever. It's, it's listen. Really manly. Listen. Okay. I've got. But you've got tasty tidbits. There I've man, got some you? tasty tidbits. Let's get into the tasty tidbits, Max. i got a bunch. Bunch of good ones, hopefully. But they're all about the movie. They are about... all about the movie, not okay. about Valentine's Day or history. Jesus Thank God. Christ. All right. Let it go. <laughs> Ever again. Will I try to educate you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Stop. Turn. Explain. Remember that? Yes. I just... Just thought of that. <laughs> what? That's not a part of a tidbit? No, it's not a tidbit. I just thought of it. It popped into my head, okay? What the fuck? All right, come anyway. on. Anyway. All right. So do you know where the title inspiration came from? The title? Yeah, the title. It came of the from movie. the poem. Well, no, what? The title of the movie? Yeah. Yeah, it came from the poem, she says at the end. Yeah, but somebody had to make up that poem. No, oh. it doesn't come from the poem. But Then I don't know where it came from. Okay. Tell me. <laughs> So apparently one of the screenwriters, Karen McCullough, yeah. uh, it was based on her high school boyfriend, mm. who, um, according to her, she said, I had a boyfriend named Anthony that I was frequently unhappy with. I made a list called Things I Hate About Anthony. When Kirsten Smith and I decided to write this, I went through all of my high school diaries to bone up on the angsty memories, and when I told her about that list, she was like, that's our title. Uh, turns out her ex-boyfriend actually likes the movie. Nice. There you go. <laughs> she says, Anthony is very proud of that fact. We're still friends today. And every now and then I'll get a random phone call in the middle of the night. My nephew doesn't believe that th- this title is about me. Tell him. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, I hated Anthony in high school. It's true. <laughs> um, I know we talked about this already, but I, I still like this. Um, the filming locations. So, yeah. 
Stadium High School. Stadium High School. So we talked about it being in Seattle because I don't know why I ran it. Where did I guess last week that it was filmed? Um, well, you guessed if it was the same high school in 10 Things I Hate About You was that uh, the Valentine's Day dancing was in. Which was in L.A. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Because uh, I thought it was the Grease. Well, I hadn't. I hadn't. Okay, so we skipped. <laughs> we actually skipped the reasons for or our first memories of this movie. Oh, we totally did. We totally did. And my yeah. reason for choosing it. Yeah. I was going to say my reason for choosing it was like, I I think I've seen it maybe once. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. I know I've seen the the iconic scene where he's singing to her yep. in the grandstands. Of course. Of course I've seen that. Yes. But I don't think I've seen the whole fucking movie. Ever. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. It just popped out at me and I was like. I want to see this, man. Like, I want to see this all the way through. So, yeah. that was really my whole reason for watching it. Simple enough. I get it. But, uh, do you have a potent first memory? I mean, for me, my first memory, because I remember when this came out, this was not one that my mom and sister went and saw and then told me I should see. Right. Uh, this No one in my family was interested. But, so my first memory of this film is really just the colors of the DVD cover. Really? Like, just the designs. It, it had, like, the weird, like, rectangles and, like, ten things I hate about you. Dude, that's, and the it had creative on it. that's the creative side of you, man. Yeah. That's locking that like, in Like, that's what's... I just remember just, like, the fucking watermelon colors, like, white, pink, green, and, like, and just how it all popped. And so you could... Out of, like, the DVD covers, like, when they're all stacked in a shelf mm-hmm. or something like that, or stacked in a pile on... Oh yeah. When you saw that one, it popped, and you immediately were like, "Interesting title, interesting colors." Yeah. Like, it immediately caught your eye. You're right. You're and right. And so it was just, and I was like, I always knew about the movie, but I just hadn't really seen it. I finally did see. It. I don't remember with whom, but it was like a friend who was just like, you know, we should watch this, and it was just like a group of people just hanging out. And so watching how, the film. so how many times have you seen it? This would probably be my second time. Okay. Yeah, right. and I don't so remember you don't, the first. Yeah, you don't really remember much about it. The I just remember I saw. I don't know if it was with friends or if I saw it like on cable, and I was like, let me just go ahead and break down and watch this shit or what do you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but the, my first memory of it and my most potent one is just the DVD cover of the yeah. film. Just like that's exactly yeah. why. Why do you think I still have a DVD like bookshelf? I know that's the one thing I missed about like throwing away all the DVD covers. Like when I had my, yeah. my binder that we binder. talked about, but. The binder's so easy. It's so easy. It's so easy. I just brought it over here when we needed it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's back at my place. If we need it again, I can just bring it over. Right, right. I mean, I guess you could do that with the DVD cover, but you'd have to, like, find it. Because <laughs> you can just I mean, take the one DVD. Yeah, you just... Shut up. All right, anyway. I was waiting for you to get there. <laughs> Whatever. You didn't think about that either. I was you're, waiting for you to get there. I'm like, you're a liar. Just... You're a liar. Okay. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> so... But yes. You know what? Yes, you're right. Back to the you're tasty right. tidbit, though. Tasty tidbit. So, film location. I'm glad it's in Seattle. That's that's awesome. So it was yeah. it was great to see a lot of the Pacific Northwest yeah. again. Yeah. Um, so I was I was thankful for choosing it for that. I was like, yeah, this is cool. This is a good this is a good choice, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so Stadium High School is in Tacoma. It's actually a historic landmark. Oh, because of the stadium? No, I think because of the school. Oh, the wow. school was built like. Early 1900s. No, I think it was actually late 1800s. I didn't write it down, stupidly enough. But I think it was late 1800s, and the original, like, burnt down? And they rebuilt it? This is all, like, at the very, like, turn of the century? Well. And that's why that school looks so stony and old and castle-like. Yeah. Maybe you should have jotted that down as a tasty tidbit. I know. I should have. I don't know. But it is a historic landmark. Nice. Because it's the school, not the stadium. The stadium yeah. was built later. Okay. Um, so the entire film was shot using real locations. There were no sets used. Isn't that cool? That's... It feels right. Yeah. Feels, yeah. Like when I think of everywhere that the... Yeah, those are all look like an actual house, an actual house, like yeah. an actual school. Real yeah. gym, real prom. It looked like it was like on real, location the whole real time. Real stage, yeah. 
Yeah. Even when they're outside, they use landmarks. They use real things. The only thing I like think... the Fremont Troll. That's a real thing. That's not a sculpture. Yeah, I know. I know. Or that's not a you know a prop yeah, or a, a that's set what, thing. That's what you mentioned to me. And like that's a real fucking thing. Yeah. The only thing, thing is cool. The only thing I think they built for this is that paintball area. Oh, actually, I made a note of that. Um, that's actually Gasworks Park. That's okay. a real park. I think they just put like hay bales in it. Okay, but they they made up like that as a business, the paintball. Thing. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But That's, like they are actually in Gasworks Park, which is north of the city. It's actually a really really cool park because it's got all those like iron. Wait, is it Gasworks or Ironworks? Gasworks, I think. Sean would be able to correct me on this. Sean. Chelsea, if you guys listen, <laughs> uh-huh. let me know. Sean is my best friend from like third grade, and he lives in Seattle with his girlfriend Chelsea. And I don't know if they listen. I think they. I think Chelsea does. Maybe, but no, I'm. Yeah, there's no way that paintball thing no, no, was no. real. No, that's. But the park itself anyway. was real, I, and yes. I took note of that too. I was like, I think they put the the bales of hay in there, and then the they just brought like their. Their paintball costumes and everything, yeah. or whatever. Which I think is a cool sport. But anyway, um, so the in the original script, Cat's mom was still around, but it was apparently cut, or it was cut to apparently help give some context as to why Cat acted like she did. Which That's, I can see. That makes sense. Right. Um, you mentioned it's uh, taming the shrew. There's a shit ton of Shakespearean references. All throughout it. Yes. Um, like Verona, his last name. Yep. Uh, Padua High School. Yep. And the Stratford Sisters. That's actually... Oh, yeah. That's yeah. actually a reference to Shakespeare's birthplace. Stratford... At Stratford, England. Yeah. Or Stratford, like, like Lincolnshire. Like yeah. Wexfordshire. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> Stat- it's Stratford-upon-something. Oh, St- <laughs> Stratford-upon-tyne, you know. Yeah, something like that. Uh, <laughs> is that it? And well, there's Newcastle upon Tyne, oh. which is where my favorite <laughs> well, English Premier League. Yeah, me convinced. So yeah, um, the red Dodge Dart that Cat drives. Yeah. Actually, belonged to an actor in the movie. Heath Ledger. Heath fucking Ledger. Huh. Yeah. Right. That's crazy. Isn't that weird? Yeah. That's kind of cool. I dig it. Yeah. Um. Wow, so she actually backed that thing into a another car? <laughs> Heath let them do that? Oh, yeah. Huh. Anyway. I mean, that thing was built. Yeah. So, there are two actors of note that Ledger beat out for the role. And keep mm-hmm. in mind, this was his first role, right? His first major breakout role. He led you, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Julia Stiles, for that matter. Yes. Um, so there are two major actors. I don't know if they were major at the time, but they definitely are now. Well, one is, for sure. Especially in the movies we're watching. <laughs> yeah. Did you take a guess who they are? Nope. <laughs> I got no idea. Well, one of them was in Valentine's Day. Ashton Kutcher? Ashton Kutcher. Huh. Yeah. And the other one is just Josh Hartnett. Oh, Josh Hartnett, yeah. yeah. I could totally see Josh Hartnett playing that character. Um, him more than Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Definitely. Kutcher would, no, would not This would have turned into your typical teen high school movie if it was yeah. Ashton Kutcher. But Josh Hartnett is more the jock than... Like, he's got the personality yeah. of of Patrick Verona, but he's got the looks of the jock. So it wouldn't have Yeah, worked. it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so Heath Ledger, this is something to keep in mind for... Towards the end, mm-hmm. was Julia Stiles' first on-screen kiss? Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know really what she was in before that, but yeah, I I think it was their first, both of their first major roles. Yeah. So. so. Yeah. Um, Heath Ledger was offered multiple roles in teen movies. Afterwards but ultimately turned them all down to avoid being pigeonholed. He seems like the kind of guy that would have done that. Just like, I'm not going to be your teen heart. Exactly. I'm like, no. Did you know about a short TV spinoff? Yes. It was on ABC, ABC Family. 
aka Freeform, which means that oh, they yeah. the parent company of the rights of this, which is why it was on Disney Plus. Oh, that we okay. hey, there it is. Corporate synergy. America, <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> It was in 2009. I don't do not remember that. I well, we were out of that age range. Like it seemed more like a high school thing. We were in yeah, college. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, I stopped watching ABC Family when I was like 16. Cause well, yeah, like, well, yeah, okay, yeah. You yeah. bring up a good point. Yeah. Um. So Julia Stiles cried real tears while reading the list, the poem. Yeah. Cause she's a she can be a good actress sometimes. Like they were real. Yeah. They weren't just. She said, "On some level, I knew that I was supposed to be somewhat emotional, because when we did the table read, I remember I just read the poem and I could have re- been reciting a phone book. But when it came down to filming, I never expected that I was going to start crying. I don't know why I did. Whether connect whether I connected it to something going on at the time." Or if I was just overwhelmed by the whole experience of making my first big movie. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, emotion is emotion sometimes. Yeah. It just comes out. Um, the, uh, the scene with Joey drawing the penis on, yeah. on uh, Michael's face. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't know how to draw it. <laughs> Andrew Keegan didn't know how to draw it. So... Crumboltz actually had to teach him how to draw <laughs> before the scene. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's that's funny. That's funny. He said, I remember having to teach Andrew Keegan how to draw a proper dick on my face, which was a little strange to have to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was drawn within a really good line so they really did put some effort into it because like you could see from like the bottom of the sideburn is where like the tip of the you're really was. critiquing a it cartoon was lined up that's oh what i'm saying God. like if you looked at it anyway like, if it was like a barber anyway if it was like a bar like a black barber especially that was like trimming someone's beard he'd be like look at them lines like the line was a black there. barber going into that you don't know about lineups anyway whatever you don't know about lineups. That's that's what it is. I know about lineups. I have friends that... Okay. Yeah. yeah. I have a friend that's an actual black barber. Like, that's why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Does Joseph Gordon-Levitt speak French? Yes. He does. He speaks it fluently. <laughs> well done, sir. That was an important question. It was. <laughs> needed that gravitas. So... Letters of Cleo. Letters to Cleo. Letters to Cleo. And say Ferris, but letters to Cleo. So, I like that they had them all throughout as like a constant. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. So, the end shot with the helicopter. Yeah. The ends. So, that actually terrified the hell out of them. That makes sense, because that's not a very large area that they were performing on. For two reasons. Well, actually, yeah, three reasons, because the roof. Yeah. How much did it cost every time the helicopter took off? Uh, $250,000. $500,000. I was going to say that first and then I cut it in half because I thought five hundred was too much. $500,000. $500,000. Wow. Every liftoff. So, lead singer Kay Hanley said, so they told us this helicopter is every time it has to take off. So don't fuck this up. (laughs) She goes, as we started playing and we saw the helicopter appear off in the distance, it was fine. We're thinking, you know, we got to make this perfect. Yeah. It's hard to say how far away it was at first because we were so high up in the air. But all of a sudden the helicopter does this dive bomb directly towards us. Is the helicopter out of control? Is it supposed to be coming at the, coming at us like that? And I'm thinking, don't fuck up. Keep singing the song. Don't fuck up. It costs 500 grand every time the copter takes off. It was unbelievably scary. 
Oh my so God. they didn't know it was going to cut at oh them. Oh, God. And it just swoops at them at the end, and they're yeah. fucking up on that tiny little roof panicking, going, oh, oh my God. God, is it crashing? Is it coming at us? Should we uh, duck? Yeah. God damn. Yeah. It was, and the thing is, the shot is so unnecessary. It really like, is. I it's used for the credits. Yeah. Like, it's like... Whatever. Uh, anyway. So how much of their fucking budget was that? I mean... Obviously, at least like one. I would say they at least had two takes. Yeah. So probably one fifteenth yeah. of the budget. Um. So actually, uh, Larissa Ol- Olenek. I can't pronounce it. <laughs> so Larissa Olenek. Olenek said that Julia Stiles actually suggested that Ledger sing Frankie Valli's song. Huh. Can't take my eyes off of you. Interesting. What song was he supposed to sing? Uh, hooked on a feeling. Ooh, that would have been good. Like, well, imagine a marcher down the stairs of like, I can't stop this feeling. Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah, that would have been good. Anyway, uh, but he it, apparently it was I think I love you by the Partridge Family. Oh, that's another good one. Yeah, and lastly, it has the same sort of build up too. It does. It does. It does. Yeah, that build up is important. Yeah. And lastly, Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles actually. Began dating in real life. That doesn't surprise me at all. Did you know that? No, I, I, I had an inkling that it probably happened, but like I didn't know for sure. Okay. Uh, but they broke up in January of two thousand. Uh, when did this come out? Uh, March of ninety nine. Okay, so they almost dated a year. Yeah. Huh. Okay. That's not bad. For yeah. teen Hollywood, I guess they weren't. I know. Were they I, actually teens? Uh, or early 20s. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there you have it, sir. I need solid. a refill. Those are solid. Yeah. I thought that was a decent list, right? Yeah. I dug it. So, let's talk about the movie. Let's talk about the movie. What did you think of 10 Things I Hate About You? I dug it. I dug it. I, I thought it was going to be a lot shallower. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was actually kind of impressed by the... By the, um, I don't know. It, it could have easily been a very simple team movie. I was impressed that it was. It had multiple little subplots to it, and it kept me interested. It actually really did. And I don't know. I guess that's my attempt at a real critique. But <laughs> the uh, the initial reaction, I would say, is I liked it. It was really good. Um, like I said, I had low bar for it, and. I was very pleasantly surprised. <coughs> well, what about you? When I thought back to like the first time I'd seen it, like I remember just thinking, "Yeah, it's fine. It's like that's good, you know, sort of thing." Because I know I had friends who you know really liked this movie, and everyone talks about, right. "Oh, I love like the Shakespeare right, and right." Like you hear people like in our age group, they're just like, "Oh, I love that movie," sort of thing. Like really, like strongly feel for it. And after the first time I watched it, I was like, "Oh, that's fine." Mm-hmm. You know, but then this time I watched it, and I was just annoyed. Really, like, I was annoyed by the film. Like everything was just so transparent, but the idea was not to be transparent. Like, and I I compared it to Valentine's Day because I talked about in Valentine's Day how it was so close to a kill, but everyone needs a lonely fuck okay. the day after Valentine's yeah. Day. So. <laughs> <laughs> Great analogy, so, but yeah, yeah, basically, more or less. Uh, so, like, it's, uh, and I was like, what would it take to kill a movie? And I then I thought, like, with Valentine's Day, it was extremely obvious, right? But it wasn't trying to hide what it was doing. It's just like, hey, big gesture of love, right, 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 here for ninety or two hours. Get used to it, you know, love, 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 love. This, it felt like it was just like, oh, I'm cool. But, like, it was just like the nerdy kid trying to be cool, like, in high school. And it's just like, I don't believe you. You're not, I, I don't believe you. And that was just with this whole film. Like, I just kept huh. feeling like, I don't believe you. Okay. This, you're forcing the Shakespeare into this movie. I don't believe you. Like, it just felt forced. Interesting. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so... Um, but I mean, it doesn't take away also that there were some, there's still some iconic scenes in this film. Are there? Yeah. I mean, 
I'm only gonna tell you what I felt. So I don't know what what is iconic. The it's stadium scene, Heath Ledger's singing scene is iconic. Well, yeah, because yeah. that's the only one like, I remember. First off, there's a lot of shots in this film that it it was obviously like we're shooting this shot because it looks cool. Right. The picture of this looks the flyers flying down the staircase looks which, cool, which I get, and it's like, hey, I dig like eye candy as much as anyone else, but like. But then you think of the story, and it's like, but why? You know, like, it's just other than to look cool. There's well, that nothing, was, like, I was actually worried that that scene was going to be like that, because that's all I remembered about it, mm-hmm. was that scene. Mm-hmm. And I was out of context. And then when I rewatched it this time, like, I liked the build-up to it. And actually, like, I was involved in the story enough at that point that I kind of, like, it, like, made sense. Yeah. I just figured, like, from whatever scene I remember seeing before it or what little the movie i've actually seen before yeah i always thought it had to do with him just trying to impress her yeah and it was just like a simple gesture of like you know the big romantic gesture kind of thing and then i when we watched it this time i was like oh no it actually has like more of a purpose to it and like it's it means something personal to her and like the character and everything like it made more sense to me instead of just being like this big random romantic gesture and i was like oh that's kind of neat okay i like that and just that stadium is so pretty perfect that's a, for that scene it's a high school man they get to yeah, go to high school there yeah and it's just like the stands are cool like the whole the like, view the di- is beautiful the view out to Puget Sound. Lake, oh my god! Like, or, or the sound, excuse me. And like, <clears throat> and then when he comes out of the speaker, he slides down the pole, which is like yeah, hella like dangerous. It's just yeah. like, that's he slides a long way down. Yeah, like, he does a full story down. It's just like whoo. Like if he didn't know how to just slide on that pole, straight out to the he stands. just like broke an ankle. Like bam, but. But that he could just walk slyly off, slide down that pole, and then just like yeah, fucking start singing. Like, does, does the dance after like, the cops are trying to chase him? It looks so cool. Like the whole thing was fucking cool. Yeah, it just looks cool. Like that's what made He's singing it well. He outran the cops. Like it's iconic for a reason. I, and that's I what dig made, it. Like that was the whole hey, everyone, Heath Ledger is fucking cool. Yeah. Like that's like the a shot different kind of cool. Yeah. Because it easily could have been Joey. Yeah. But that would have been too obvious. That would have been too, like, yeah. you know, like, oh, the cool, the cool kid, the, the kid who's got yes. the money yeah. and the party and the, you know, the suave and the... I, I mean, you're losing me. <laughs> but I'm saying the very stereotypical cool kid. Yes. I, they, I think they introduced a different kind of cool. They showed you that, you know, it the was... The bad boy cool. Yeah. Well, not just that. Even with Julia Stiles' character, they were, like, she started the movie kind of like the odd one out you know even her family well she thought her dad rejected her and her sister did reject her you know she was always the odd one out the teacher kind of like dismissed her but she was the rebel she was like her own kind of cool Mm -hmm. and then they found each other that's it that's all there is to it that's what i love about it for each other they're their own kind of cool that's all you fucking need I dig it. And for me, that's what the whole damn movie was about. Because, <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's cheesy that they all pair up and everything and everyone has their own happy ending. But they have their own happy endings for a reason. They kind of, like, you just they, had... they find their other half, you know? They let, like, they're, they're all allowed to be themselves. You had this, like, whole, like, drop the mic energy where you're just Dude, like, I did. yeah, these rebels found each other. That's Pal. What like, about. no shit. Like, this is obvious. Like, yeah, the whole I, movie That's is what obvious. I dig about it. I'm saying what I dig about <laughs> I it. I know. I know. But that's also why I'm saying, like, this movie. Valentine's like, is about see, feelings, man. I know. I could see what they were doing. It was just, like, all the jokes were so labored and, like, completely, It's like, a fucking high school movie. Yeah. It was just, like. Like, it's a movie about high school love, man. The it's jokes, gonna be obvious. No, no, but, so this is how I felt. Like, the jokes... Like, if you go to McDonald's and you have some McDonald's, you're just like, okay, I know what quality I'm in for. But, like, if you go to In-N-Out and then you get McDonald's, they're just like, what the fuck is this? And you're pissed about... So the you're same saying thing you're, you're expecting okay. something so fantastic? No, so I'm saying, like, 
Valentine's Day it was kind of like McDonald's. It's like I knew everything that was coming, but it was so obvious and in plain sight they didn't care that I accepted it because I accepted it for the quality that it was. This film is trying to present itself in an in-and-out bag, but inside it's McDonald's. Oh, I see what you mean. So, like, and that's what annoys me with it. It's just like, oh, we've got Shakespeare language in here. And it's I... like, that seems, that it just seems so forced. And then, because you're, you have the Shakespeare language, Julia Stiles has no way to focus on emoting, because she has to focus so much on the dialogue, so it stunts her acting within the film at the ver- in the first half, until she's, like, actually emotionally available. But when she's trying to be uptight, she's so uptight because of the dialogue that it affects her performance, and you can see it. Hmm. You know, and so... It's just like there's all these things that you're forcing with this film, but it's just, but it, it's like of low quality. So like, why are you trying to force such low quality on me? I see <laughs> what you mean. Yeah, I get it. I 100% disagree. <laughs> but I get it. But I got you. I get it. I hear what you're saying, and and I can. And it's I totally fucking see where you're coming from. It's frustrating because I love, I actually like, like the visuals. Like they did such a good job of the casting on this. As far as like Julia Stiles has a magnetic personality, Heath Ledger has a magnetic personality, Joseph Gordon-Levitt magnetic personality, Larissa Olenek, which I wish she would have done more. I really, I, I really but, underestimated how good an actor Heath Ledger was. Yeah, like I, I will admit that here but and now like, that. Like even even and with then, the Joker, I thought that was a yeah. fluke. And then like th- just I forgot about Night's Tale. I forgot about this movie. Like yeah. he's legitimately a good actor. Like the casting choices are really good in this. Like because because all the actors can perform and emote well. It's just the dialogue kind of holds them all back, and it's just like we're not okay. like, we're getting these like good personalities and these good like casting choices. But for some reason, it's just like not mixing right. I get I it. I get it. I think I think we got it now. Yeah. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you why I disagree. Okay. I think, from my perspective, it was it was good because two reasons, twofold. First, mm-hmm. it was a little nostalgic. Yeah. It was nice looking back on that era. Yeah. And like being reminded of high school days in like a. In a nice, healthy, nostalgic way where it's like, God, I, I miss certain, like, raw, simple, simplistic feelings of those days. But at the same time, I wouldn't want to go back. Yeah. You know, it was like a nice, comforting nostalgia. So I liked it because of that. And because, secondly, because it was nostalgic, because those were simpler times, I think that's why I liked the simpler movie. Is because I felt like the dialogue and the cheesy stuff and, like, the fucking torture, man. There's so much just, like, raw emotional torture in every single one of these fucking cheesy relationships in, these, in this movie. That's fucking high school, man. That's, <laughs> it's nothing but, like, this most simple, raw, torturous <laughs> feelings. And I, that's why I loved it. Like, it, it totally brought me back to that, but in a, like, thank God I don't have to experience that roller coaster of a fucking period of my life. Like, I dug it. It was fun to go back for a, a good hour and a half. And I thought, the, I thought the dialogue and everything was perfectly in theme with that. I don't know if they did that intentionally, and I, I don't care. I'm just saying... That's why I think I gravitated toward it so much. I agree with you like that it's so high school. It's so it's high school. It's so high school. Like the the feelings and just the yeah. melodrama of high school. And I thought to but be the, so high school, it was done well. Like true. It, it wasn't done in like a bring it on it's way just, or a, a high school musical way. It was done in a like a like like when you say it wasn't trying to, or it was trying to be better than that, yeah, I think that's what I liked about it. Was it was like it was trying to be a rom com, but still trying to adhere to being a cheesy high school movie. Yeah, so I agree with the nostalgia fact. Like it does feel very nostalgic to the '90s, especially yeah. like the late '90s and just a certain aspect of culture at that time. 
But I found myself not liking this the nostalgia. You liked it for the nostalgia, and I saw the same thing. It was just like, God, fuck the nineties! Well, like it just, well, Freud, it's so aggressive. It's just Freud so were aggressive. Here, he would he would say that uh, that shows you what we feel about our high school days. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, not because that's the second point. I agree with you that it's like so high school, the melodrama, and right. everything else, and then. But I look back at like high school feelings, just like God, do better. <laughs> like, it's just it just annoys. Uh, well, that's why I'm saying I'm relieved like, we're not there I agree, anymore. I agree that it's not high school, but at the same time, I, whenever I see high school drama, shit, I'm just like, man, fuck off! Like this is stupid. Why are we doing this? Like, because that's what high school's I about. Is making it. stupid I look decisions back at myself, like that. And it's not like, oh, I learned from that and I've grown from that. It's more of fucking do better. Like that's how I look back <laughs> at high school. Like, uh, you know. <laughs> so well, that's what like, this drama reminded me of. I'm just like more watching these actors and these performances, just like do better. Like the speech that Joseph Gordon Levitt gives to Cameron gets the kiss from Bianca in the car, and the whole like you're so selfish and this mm-hmm. and that. It's just like God. He sounds like a fucking bro. Just like you're so selfish and like ah. It just, Does he actually say you're so selfish? Yeah. I don't remember that part. He says at the very like beginning of the whole thing. And just like talking about like how could she just blow him off at the party and it just sounded so entitled and it's like entitled bro deserves like this girl and yeah. it's like I didn't it, read it that's that as the, entitled that's bro. That's that speech comes off as and then he gets the kiss and then he's back in the game and he gets rewarded for just like coming aggressive at this girl just because she doesn't like him uh i don't think he was being aggressive i think (laughs) that's i think that's a debatable point of view but nah like that's just the vibe i got from Can can i ask you a question what's up how many times were you sitting in a car with a girl in high school that you liked and she didn't like you back. Well, see, I didn't have a... Exactly. Let me tell you. It's fucking real. Like, the shit that they pulled in the car scenes, that fucking happens in high school. That's exactly how it goes down. It's that fucking weird and, like, scripted. That's what fucking happens. High school is awkward as shit, and you have weird moments like that that sound like they're out of a movie, because yeah, actually, I, sometimes that's all you know at that point in your life. You don't yeah. know real relationships. You know movie relationships. It still came off too strong. I know what you mean, though, because that's what it, that's what it was in high school. Yeah. And I, I remember I wrote a MySpace note about a bad date I had for, like, Snoop, for the winter formal which was girls ask guys and i didn't have a good date like it there were a lot of things that didn't go right with it um and you know my attitude didn't help uh, yeah. and then i wrote about it on myspace <laughs> and, <laughs> Fucking and, MySpace. I know, and, and like just to get laughs but then i forgot like of course like we were friends on myspace so she's fine because <laughs> i'm a fucking dummy classic uh yeah so um <laughs> so like i so i know the whole like high school experience of just like saying something stupid and i get all of that it's your hormones it's still, man i so, just it raging comes back, it comes back just to, falls out it of your comes mouth back to when i see when i think of high school i'm like do fucking better i know like, that's the kind of speech you need to do fucking better with with as and the writers needed to do better they didn't well i'm saying <laughs> they were trying to copy high school <clears throat> I don't. I don't know that they were. I don't know that they were. But like they captured but. high school, but they captured all the shitty parts that I don't <laughs> like. <laughs> so you me- you mentioned this <laughs> got real. Like, <laughs> high school. Listen, kids. <laughs> high school is a disturbing time. It shapes us. It destroys us. And sometimes. If we're lucky, it makes us stronger. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was Max. Thank you for coming to his TED Talk. Thank you.
<laughs> oh, applause. Oh, man. <laughs> but, like, he let should, should we... I feel like we should rate a kiss, because you brought up a oh, kiss yes. in the car. Yeah. And I kind of want to get into that, if, if you're okay. What do you think is the kiss of the movie? The kiss of the paintball scene. Okay. Be- well, yeah, between uh, Julia Stiles and I know, I know, I'm now, I know what you speak. Go ahead and give, like, your... So when they're in the yeah. paintball... Yeah, they're in the paintball... Which, to me, like, I always... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real. Yes. I don't know if you knew this about me, but I'm a little, I'm a little bitch sometimes. <laughs> I was, I was always terrified of paintball, like real paintball, the paintball we grew up with, like yeah. the guns. I took my nephew like on New Year's Eve one day to paintball, just like to hang out with my nephew. He was at the time, I think like four foot two, like eighty pounds. He was like in seventh grade, like. He was like small, a small seventh grader. And how old were you? I was like 24, 25, okay, maybe so 26. Like, understandably, you should yeah, not have been like afraid. Yeah, I'm like in my yeah. mid-20s. Like, I should be like gung-ho about, oh, yeah, I've got my fucking yeah, layers. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to get yeah. it at it. I stood in the back of the paintball arena where it said where you start at safe home base to begin. I literally found a window at the home base and tried to like just throw snipe. paintballs and snipe for... What was legit almost half a football field indoor <laughs> arena. So, like, I'm not close to anyone. <laughs> Everyone's in the middle with all these obstacles that are in the way, and I'm trying to somehow snipe someone. <laughs> Dude, it was scary. I stood in the base. Oh, so my God. And then, I, and then in one of the games, I actually did somehow get hit, even though I didn't really feel it. But, like, I went out... And I had a circle on my knuckle, yeah. and then a depression point, and like there's the same no color there, just the little ring yeah. on my finger yeah. from getting hit by one paintball. Yeah, that was scary shit, man. My... So yeah, so okay, I know so what yeah. you mean about. <laughs> I loved laser tag. Laser tag. Yeah, was I'll fuck with laser tag. All laser tag. Oh hurt. my god, laser tag. We had this place in uh, Eugene. Yeah. Did you ever go there? Yeah, the, or the one like way out in Eugene, West Over, Eugene. Yeah, on yeah, Highway yeah. 99. The whole like fun center. Place. Yeah, 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 yeah. With what the mini golf and the called? arcade. What was that called? I have no idea. I remember it was called so there was like jammers or something. Wait. We did that on my birthday. I think, yeah. I have a picture of all of us. <laughs> we were going out for my birthday. Yeah, you might. I think. And I'm posing there with like a fake. Like plastic gun I got from yeah. the dollar store, and we're all dressed up like, like Bond, and like look, we're trying to look badass and shit. Like we're gonna go snipe people. <laughs> it's fucking laser tag. I don't even. I don't know if I remember this. Yeah, I have a picture. I have a picture. I, and of I just remember the one time I went there for laser tag. It was uh, I forget. I think some. No, it was uh, Robbie found a flyer for like a religious group on campus that was offering free laser tag. Oh, really? And so he was just like, dude, it's free laser tag. And we're just going to play laser tag. We're not even going to talk to him. So <laughs> we went to this free laser tag thing for a group we had no interest of joining. And it was religious views we weren't quite on the same wavelength with. <laughs> just to get some free laser tech and when anyone, whenever anyone tried to talk to us you'd just be like uh like just talk to each other so they'd stop oh, talking oh man oh my god just so to get anyway some, just to get some I laser tag I love laser tag yeah. but not paintball laser tag's great so the kissing scene Jesus <laughs> um holy fuck that was a tangent yeah we went down multiple wormholes yeah, so the kissing scene at the paintball. Yeah. I I dug the version of paintball that they had. That was my whole point. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was. Yeah. I liked the kiss. Yeah. I I I loved they. I mean, especially knowing it was their first or her first on screen kiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I dug it. It like there was a lot. It was a great fucking high school kiss. It was a great. If I'm going with that theme, it was perfect. Like it was. I, uh, it took me back. It was good. <laughs> I'd yeah. give it an A. 
Solid A. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It was a good rom com, early early high school. What was it? Late nineties rom com. Yeah. Kiss. Yeah. I mean the with like the paint scene, like it's just so and the semi sonic song FNT. Yep. yep. Uh, it all worked. It like, all worked. It well, was solid because semi sonic is such a nineties band with like closing time being their only hit. But they were actually from that same Seattle area. So it kind of made sense that way, too. But I knew that fact, and it's not a well-known fact. So it made sense to me like that they were the soundtrack to this very Seattle 90s mm-hmm. moment. It was mm-hmm. just like, it was of its time. But that's not the one I would say is the kiss of the movie. Really? Yeah. I would. My favorite kiss of the movie, and I think the kiss of the movie, is when the Letters to Cleo lead singer is at the prom singing Cruel to be Kind. Oh. And then the, when everyone else is dancing and, like, jumping up and down, they're slow dancing, doing their own thing, not living up to what everyone else is doing, but doing their own thing, slow dancing in a crowd of moving people, and then they kiss right there. I felt that that was very indicative of what they were, like the whole ethos of those characters. It's just huh. that... They don't do what everyone else does, but at the same time, they still want to be a part of, you know, society. That's a good point. They want to be a part of society in their own way. That's a nice take on it. You know, and... So what would you give it? (coughs) I'd give that kiss, honestly, I'd give it an A as well. Yeah? And it's just, it comes back to, they shot a lot of things just to look cool, some of it made sense, like this made sense and had extra little bits of like symbolism you could you know incorporate out of it. While others, like the you know the flyers that the flyer that I mentioned, or that helicopter shot of mm. the band playing on the roof, why it serves no purpose? Yeah, like you've already had them kissing and like you're just panic. Like you could literally fade out from the kiss to black. And that's a normal rom-com. But then you do a slow pan over with a helicopter of a band on it. Yeah, it really didn't make a lot of sense now knowing the price tag. So, like, the directing along with, like, the the director was just like, let's do everything that looks cool. And it doesn't make sense for a lot of the movie. And then... We're back to your feelings about the movie. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. But in this case, the let's make everything looks cool works perfectly in line with what they're trying to describe. With uh, the that's what I'm saying. So, so this, was the, this was, so the, this expect- kiss was like, the exception you would make for yeah, that rule. Like, cause there's iconic scenes that kiss I think is a great, fantastic screen kiss. You know, I think hmm. like the scene, the Heath Ledger scene is iconic. As, as I mentioned earlier, it's such a well shot scene and it all works in line with the movie. Like the other, the other one is the poem. The poem is fantastic, fantastic performance by Styles. Like that all works and was shot well and directed well. It's just like, but then there's a lot of other things where it's just like, why are you doing this? Why is it hmm. taking so long? Like the a very intro shot to the beginning where uh, where he comes up with the where the, they show the house and the dad comes up with the rule that. Yagi can date when cat dates. Mm-hmm. Like the whole intro shot of the of the neighborhood is the slow crane jig shot of the whole cul-de-sac, right, with, right. Like, and then it's got this loud like feminist punk music that you know cat loves, and you slowly pan over to her, and then her you're reading, and you think if it's so loud, like she must be listening to that as she's reading, and like something like that, but then it fades out and. No, she's not. So it was like an uncomfortable volume for no reason with like well, this great shot. pumped up for a party. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. this is like the very first shot of the, the house. But Oh. Yeah. And like it just, they just, it took so long to do this establishing shot just to get to her reading while the dad comes in. It's like, this is unnecessary. I did like the dad. <laughs> like, the, dad the dad was hilarious. His performance was just so, yeah, it was so on the nose for like, 90s dad like trying to sound cool and look cool but i don't know it was a little much it was just everything was a little much (laughs) from this i don't know (laughs) you know i'm getting that (laughs) do you have anything else to offer besides that one opinion (laughs) i mean that's my opinion i I mean like i I guess not (laughs) so 
Okay. Max. So what is your score of the movie, though? Let's just yeah, jump to that. This is going to be my first kill. I legit am killing Jesus. 10 things I hate about you. I. You it, don't need to explain it. We know why. I, I've mentioned why, but it's just... I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be known in the streets now as Damn. a guy who Damn. fucked Valentine's Day and killed ten things yeah. I hate about you. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> do, who, I mean, do you married the wedding date but killed yeah. ten things I hate about you? Yeah. <laughs> like you're really destroying your credibility. I'm living out in these streets. I don't care. Kill this movie. Damn. That's what it is. I am just I'm speechless. I, I like hmm. I don't know if I can trust you anymore. <laughs> well, you killed Notting Hill, so where are you? Guess because Notting Hill is boring and awful. Bullshit. It is so boring. Like I think, this... I think I think the reason we differ on this movie and we differ in our grades of this movie is because we differ on what. We value out of rom-coms. And I think that's that's important to have on this podcast. I think so, too. We love them for different reasons. Exactly. And it makes for interesting conversations. It does. I would personally marry this movie. Oh, wow. Okay. In fact, I would put it up there with, like, for me. Not any sort of universal grading system or anything. For me, yeah. personally. I would put it up there with... with when Harry met Sally. I knew you were going to say that. And honestly, I can see... I fucking love it. I see where you're coming from on that. Like, I I love I love the time that it takes me back to, but it, it reminds me of all of the the angst and the mm-hmm. the raw shit about that era that... Yeah. Like, it's just enough. I want to see that. I want to return to that time. And then I want to be able to walk away from it. Yeah. Leave it in the past. But when I watch this movie, it's it takes me back for a brief moment. It reminds me of the good things that shaped me into who I am today. The, yeah. the kinds of emotions I felt back then. The kinds of people that were around me back then. The kinds of person I was back then. The things that I thought. Like, I like all that. I like that little trip down memory lane, but for a healthy reason. And for for those reasons, like this, this movie, I'd, I'd fucking marry it. And I think that's that says something about the different kind of comedies we or rom coms we like. Yeah, because I mean, it's for those same reasons I don't like this. Yeah, <laughs> and that's you. What's just you tend what to gravitate yeah. towards the 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 more I would say I don't want to say dramatic drum aspects. but like the the what the, like the technical aspects of a movie. Like how you want something like, a little like slower pace and calm and like a, 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 a more well you want a more adult rom-com yeah yeah <laughs> with like the big finish at the end or the big moment or the big gesture or something in yeah. there well just, i want all of these little gestures all throughout i want this weird little like journey through raw emotions you know what my response is to that i like can't hardly wait and i don't like this movie <laughs> What is Kane Hardly Wait? It's another it's a, another teen comedy like this, but it's got a romantic center. It almost is a rom-com. I think it, people would call it a teen comedy first before they call it a rom-com, but it's got a very large rom-com feel to it. Okay. I just love the fuck out of that movie. Okay. We should watch it sometime. I'm going to put it on the list. Put it on the but, list. Well, but yeah, I like that movie, and it's got... It's not of the same attempt at quality like it's not including shakespeare and like hey take me seriously and everything else like because people put it up on this pedestal like oh they use shakespearean lines and everything in this modern comedy oh how kooky and and, like there was a fact on the wikipedia that scholastic that who did the book fairies for like elementary school and everything actually took the script from this and made it a young adult novel that they sold i mean yeah i can totally see that it, yeah and that's what i'm like, saying i like that it's just like it, God, it tracks just, with high school it tracks with young adults yeah and no, it's I good. Thought, i'm just like why like that because people that's thought why. it was like deeper than it was it was just so trans Ugh. i don't know that people thought it was deeper than it was well, I, don't I think know. that's what it was supposed to like emulate it was just it like was oh like, but they use shakespeare in it so it's like so elevated. because in it's high like, school no. that's what you would have like that's what that kind of kid would have done 
Yeah. Moving on from this. This is... Alright, well, stop shitting all over my marriage, man. <laughs> Jesus. We get why you don't like it. Um, Jesus. <laughs> Alright, well... <laughs> so... What are we doing next? The next movie we'll be doing is Leap Year. So is it... Wait, is it actually... It is Leap Year. Yes, so we're doing Leap Year because uh, Leap Day is going to be the Saturday after the episode comes out. So yeah, the episode keep, will come out on the 24th. stop releasing stuff right before... The, or a week before the day. I, I mean, know. It should be out before the holiday. In 2020... Get on our level. I know. Because it's just like, why couldn't leave day be on a Monday? Right? You know, what is on a Monday will be 420. So (laughs) we'll have something. We got to, yeah, we got to think about it. We have a movie in mind already for that. But 420 does land on a Monday, so people will have something from us on 420 for that. Yeah. Um, But nonetheless, uh, our socials. Yeah. Um, so you can find our Twitter at Bro the Stone Pod, B R O T H E S T O N E P O D. Um, our Instagram is Bromancing the Stone Podcast. You can find us there. Um, and then my personal little Instagram is Relusa88. That's R E L U S A 88. And my Twitter is Supermarket Sweep. You, with an R instead you of changed e. it? I changed it. So it's, yeah. So it, there's no E in super. So it's S U P R Market Sweep. You're welcome. Thank you. So, um, so you can find me on Twitter there. And, and I'm on Instagram at the Lionhearted, which is T H E period L Y O N H E A R T E D. Also, D-D. did you see? We have listeners in seven different states now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The tens and tens of listeners Dude. are spread out amongst the tens and tens of states in this country. Ten episodes in, we have seven different states. Yeah, man. Did you, like, did you think we'd had, like, that's kind of cool. I mean. That's kind of cool. I have friends all across the country, so. <laughs> I know, but still, like. And you should look at the volumes next time you get a chance. Like, how many are in each state? Like, it's not just, like, one little area or one neighborhood. There's several in each state. Yeah, man. We're it's, going global. We're going, going global. Global. Seven out global. of 50. Next up, <laughs> eight out of 50. <laughs> let's see. Which, which state are we getting next? Let's treat this like the caucus. Let's <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're done. Now, all right, well, thank you, everyone, for listening. You know we love you and appreciate you taking love you the guys. time to listen to this. I don't know we why you do it, but you. thank you. Yes, and have a great night. Remember, leap year next week. Yeah. Yeah. Night, nice. guys.